Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of The Recipe with Dr. Stephanie Finney. It is my hope that through each segment, you will receive ingredients to live your best life. One seasoning I'm personally passionate about is in the area of health and wellness. In fact, I host an Instagram Live tonight at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time titled, Do You Know What's in Your Feminine Care? But I will speak more about this at the end of the show. As always, I have another special guest. You've seen her on BET, Comedy Central, and 911, to name a few. She's a mother, an entrepreneur, a writer, a comedian, and an actress. Welcome, Coco Brown, to the recipe. Hello, Ms. Brown. How you doing? Am I muted? Uh-oh. <laughs> nope, you're on. How okay. are you? <laughs> I'm good. How you doing? I'm amped up. I'm amped up on Cuban coffee right now, so just bear with me. <laughs> no problem. No problem. Thank you for taking time to be with us today. Okay. <laughs> Welcome to the recipe. Yes, All right. thank you for having me. This seems so awesome. I love the name. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Um, if you would, please take some time and tell everyone more about you, who you are, what you do, and why. Um, okay. Hi. Um, I'm a comedian, actress, producer, writer, soon-to-be author, uh, mom, Coco Brown. Um, you guys may know me from most notably Tyler Perry's Single Moms Club, where I played Lydia, and also Tyler Perry's For Better or Worse, where I played Jennifer. Uh, and most recently, you guys probably know me from 911 on Fox with Angela Bassett, where I play Carla Price. Awesome. Okay. Well, I, I missed the author. I, let's see, I got the author. I didn't get the producer or yeah. there was something else. And did I get the writer? But I right. got it now. I got it now. Yeah. So speak, speaking of that, um, tell me about what it's like to be a producer. I mean, I didn't even know that that was something that you were you know, involved in. I knew you were a writer, though. Yeah. You know, I have a production company called One Funny Mama Productions. And okay. we do a lot of behind the scenes things, especially in reference to stand up comedy, uh, comedy producing, you know, podcasts for comedians, as well as producing podcasts for actors and people that want podcasts. Um, we also provide consulting services under One Funny Mama Productions for people who are looking for investors in their films. So we have uh, a, a company under the One Funny Mama Productions called Connect You where we connect people who've written projects or have written books and need to have a transcribed screenplay or they have a screenplay they're looking to connect to people who are producers, directors, you know, investors, distributors, maybe they've shot the movie already looking for a platform to put it on. So with Connect You through One Funny Mama Productions, we connect those people with the right people in the industry so they're not getting token, wasting money. They're actually talking to people that can actually make things happen. Okay, great, great. Um, now, what type of um, writing projects have you been involved in? Is that connected to your One Funny Mama production? Yeah, it's like one big umbrella over everything. Okay. Uh, writing okay. which I've written for various shows and I've written for other comedians as well. Um, so I do a lot of writing myself. I have some shows that I'm pitching right now, some sitcoms and one hour dramas that I'm pitching myself in feature films. So that's where the writer comes in. <laughs> Okay. Okay. Um, you are a Newport News, Virginia native. Yes. 757 for life, baby. <laughs> <laughs> 757. Yes. I used to live in Newport News. Great okay. area. And you yes. said it right. Thank you. It's one word. Newport News. <laughs> Newport News. Yes. Newport News. That's right. Yeah. So 
just for the sake of knowing, because I'm curious, how did you get started into comedy? Like, what was the breakthrough for you to get in? Or was it acting that came first? I, I, I thought it was comedy, right. but can you, do you mind explaining? Um, technically, if we were going to be technical, the acting came first, because I did my okay. first movie in the fifth grade. You know, shout okay. out to Miss Marshall, who made me the lead of the play, uh, and gave me the most lines at 10 years old, and I pulled it off, <laughs> you know. But I never thought it would be like my my career choice. You know, I was going to school to be a broadcast journalist. You know, I wanted to be the person giving you the news at six o'clock. And uh, then during my course of my college studies, I decided that, wow, you know, I had done theater and drama through high school and middle school. Why not minor in theater? Because it'll give me an outlet because I've always been a creative person. I've always been that person. I used to put plays on you know, when I was a kid with my friends and I used to write plays and pass it around the classroom and everybody read it and let, let me know what they thought. So I've always been this creative person, but, you know, coming from just a traditional Southern household, it was like Hollywood, no ma'am, what you're going to do is be in this cotillion and you're going to learn how to curtsy and you're going to meet you a nice boy in college and get married and have some babies and come see me at the church every Sunday. So that was supposed to be my life, you know. <laughs> And then I went completely left because a good friend of mine, um, I always give him his props, uh, my friend Onyx Lithicum, he opened this door for me. He saw something in me in college. We were really good friends in college. And when he met, he knew a guy that owned a comedy club in D.C. I had just moved to D.C. with my first job, fresh out of college, and took me to a barbecue. And I had no idea that I was auditioning. I was just there being me, you know, meeting new people. I just moved to the area, was trying to make friends. And by the end of the night, the guy was like, look, I own this comedy club called The Comedy Spot. You know, you should come to open mic because you're just naturally funny. And I'm like, for real? And he was like, yeah. So, of course, for me, I've never been scared of the stage because I've been doing theater since I was 10. And I'll try anything once, which has been a curse and a blessing. <laughs> but I ended up going and the rest has been history. Okay. Wow. Oh, that that is amazing. Um, I know that you are also a mom to a beautiful son. Yes, and, my angel, my angel. My yes, angel. yes, yes. <laughs> and uh, and I saw a video on Instagram where he was sleeping in your bed and <laughs> you were commenting about him and you was like, I don't know if he's been working a, a, a night job or something, but he was always snores like he works a night shift. Like, I, I literally the other night got in the bed and was like, are you kidding me? First of all, I can't get him out of my bed. I don't know what it is. I redid his bedroom because he said he had a baby room. So we redid his room and made a big boy room and all that. Still cannot get him out of my bed. And I come to go to, I come in my room to go to bed. And I'm like, what is that noise? And then I realize it's my eight-year-old child in the bed. <laughs> so, I don't know. It's like, it's, it's crazy. I, <laughs> the boy snores like a grown man. Well, you know, with my son, it's not the snoring. I can't be in the bed with him because of the bed Kung Fu. It's bad. Oh, it's bad. you know, I finally calmed him down from that. Cause he kicked mm -hmm. me in my jaw, my head, you know, my breast assist. I was like, bruh. So I calmed yeah. him down from that. Cause I learned how to give him a little bit of melatonin before he went to bed. So it kind of makes him like chill. Um, but the snoring. Yeah, I mean, yeah. seriously, I'm thinking about taking my child in for a sleep study because I think he has sleep apnea or something. It's crazy. <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry, I shouldn't laugh. That's no, not funny. I taped it. I don't know if you saw the post. I did. 
It sounded like a grown 48-year-old man laying next to me. <laughs> yes, I did. I did hear it. I did. And um, another thing about your son, I, I just I, I love the fact that you promote him. And I know that he does some things as well. He's into yes. some. Yeah, I, I just think that that's so awesome to do that. He's and, a little mini know. entrepreneur, but he gets it. Yes. You know, he's yes. a, um, they just recently uh, did this thing uh, in his class. He's in the third grade where they had to create a product and devise a, a business plan and then they had to sell the product and he already makes scrubs part of my coca brown collection he makes the phoenix edition which is the kid-friendly body scrubs uh sugar scrubs so he said well mommy i'm gonna do that but i'm gonna do different flavors and i'm gonna ask them what kind of flavors they want and i'm like okay mr marketer you better you better have a daggone marketing what is, what is it called um you know what I'm talking about. Focus group. Yeah, have a focus group. Yeah, he's doing it. He came back and he said, okay, everybody wants watermelon, fruit punch, and cotton candy. I said, okay. So we got the, you know, every all the ingredients. And this child was coming home every day. Mom, I need four more jars of this one. I need four more jars of this one. And I'm like, this little boy hustler. But I said, he gets it from his mom. He watches his mama. You know, yeah. he's going to be a businessman. So I loved it. You know, he's, he's, and then he's got a YouTube channel, you know. Okay, nice. And, we're going to be getting more into that now that uh, my wonderful new nanny is an IT guru. That's what she does. So she's getting him a green screen and he's about to have a straight studio. Like, so we're super excited about that too. Yes. We had uh, uh, someone come across the screen and say, he, he knows the key. Listen to customers. Exactly. Oh, seriously. Seriously. And mm -hmm. maybe he's overheard mommy saying, okay, this product isn't moving. So let's go to this one. Cause I've had that conversation you know, mm -hmm. but he literally came home and said, mommy, okay, so I, I, I need to ask them what they want. And I'm like, this child want to put together a focus group already? And came home and the most popular sense is the ones he did. And those are the ones he sold. It's crazy. And they had like mm -hmm. little fake money with their little fake bank and credit cards. And, you know, he was like, mommy, I need four more. He just teacher hit me up and said, okay, his product is a hit. We need about six more. <laughs> I'm like, uh, if she said, but she said he's a little salesman. She said he was out there. This is great for your elbows and your back of your neck. And it smells good. It turns the water the same color. And you're like, parents get mad because it won't change the tub. They said, she said his pitch was just unreal. She said she was just like, whose kid is this? And I said, mine, mine. <laughs> yes, yes. I already knows about an elevator pitch. <laughs> Come on now, okay? So I'm really proud of him for that. I'm really proud. Awesome. So I'm going to ask a question with your, uh, with, with your son in mind. What okay. is it like to date with your son? And you know why I'm asking this. Well, first of all, what's so crazy you would ask me that today. Today I'm having a date. I have a date tonight. And it's like one of the first things I've had in. Don't tell him. No, girl, he thinks I'm going to a meeting. No, okay. Because I realized, you know, when he was younger, he loved everybody. Mm -hmm. And I'm not, I wasn't bringing to be Tom Dick and Harry around my kid, yeah. but, um, you know, but at the same token, it's like, you know, if I did happen to be talking to someone and it got to that point, which was only been two people in the nine years he's been on this earth, um, you know, he was like, okay, cool. But then it's been a very long stretch that mommy wasn't dating. I think the last time I had a boyfriend, um, he was five. Okay. Five, six. So okay. you're talking about to turn nine. So it's been about three years that mommy's had somebody in here that he's like, oh. And I realized during this course, 
I think he's gotten very territorial and realized she's mine and she's mine only. Don't touch my mama. Don't touch my Xbox. That's his mentality. So, because <laughs> the last guy that was you know, that was here, and it wasn't even a romantic thing. It was a business deal. Mm-hmm. And he came over, like, it was kind of late, but, you know, Phoenix had been in the bed for hours, but he must have smelt it was a man in the house. Because he woke up, came downstairs, and literally was like, how long you staying, bruh? Like, you gots to go. Like, and I just was so blown away that he was like, um, <laughs> like, I mean, don't get comfortable, homie. Don't get comfortable. So, I mean, this is a child that told me recently, because I can't get him out of my bed. It's terrible. <laughs> and I said, and I said, baby, I said, what if mommy gets a husband? You know, I mean, you got to go to your room. He said, no, I don't. He can sleep in my room. And look at me in the face like, and I'm like, seriously? He's like, you can sleep in my room. It's a brand new room. He'll like it. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, that was actually nice, you know, because right. right. he could have said no. <laughs> And it's funny because you know, usually like men that would approach me that would recognize me in public, he used to be like, hi, hi. And now if a man says, Hey, aren't you Coco Brown? He's like, Ugh. what you want, bro? What you want? Like, he knows. So, and all my friends with boys, especially teenage boys or like college age boys, they're like, girl, you ain't seen nothing yet. Mm-hmm. Yeah, very territorial. I heard about that handshake too. Oh yeah, when he shook the guy's hand, he shook it so strong and looked dead in the eye, like I ain't playing with you, homeboy. <laughs> <laughs> you know, my, my homeboys have all taught my son that when you shake a man's hand and, yeah. firm, and you look him dead in his eye, like yeah. you him know, I'm, hey, bro, we equal here, we men. Yeah. Uh, so when he shook my friend's hand, he was like, "Whoa, okay, good grip." And he's like, "Mm-hmm, yep." <laughs> and he was, so and it's funny because I tell people my ex-husband is six three and a half, almost six four, and on oh. a day about three ten. Okay, you know because he you know, big old linebacker, and my wow. son felt just like him, which means that if a man's gonna scoop me up without a fight, he got about two years maybe before that child is taller than me. <laughs> so he better do it. He got about he got about twenty four months. Yeah. <laughs> Wow. Wow. Well, I just, I I love seeing all the posts of him and the things that he's doing and, you know, how he's doing in school. I I just have to say, keep up. He is. He is. Keep up the good work. Thank you. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) All right. On that note, we're going to take a quick break and then we will be back with Miss Coco Brown. Hey, it's your girl, Lisa Denae, and I want to tell you about a product that has changed my life, Rain Premium Sanitary Napkins. Rain products are infused with a Nobel Prize winning material called graphene. It's the graphene strip that provides the various health benefits that can improve your quality of life during that time of the month. Listen, I've been very loyal to a certain brand of feminine products, but I've never experienced the results I get with Rain products. The difference is in the graphene strip. Using Rain products has totally eliminated the painful cramps I experience, and it can also help help balance your body's pH, eliminate harmful bacteria, and help fight fatigue. Graphene moves heat away from your core to keep you cool and comfortable. Ladies, it's time to upgrade your feminine care with products that not only offer protection, but also improve your health and wellness. Place your order today and receive your premium sanitary napkins delivered directly to your door. Visit www.drfcare.com to make your purchase today. And don't forget to mention that your girl Lisa Denae and Stunner Radio sent you. 
Hello, everybody. Welcome back to The Recipe with mom, business owner, author, writer, producer, actress, and comedian, Miss Coco Brown. Hey, everybody. Sorry, I'm Tria Mentos. <laughs> All right. <laughs> so let's talk about uh, Coco Brown, the entrepreneur. You mentioned the Phoenix edition. You have a lot of things under your umbrella of entrepreneurship, one of which is um, the Phoenix edition. You talked about that. that that's your son. Now, what about Minty Toes? Minty Toes was what started the whole Coca Brown collection. Um, okay. I had met a young lady who had her own line of beauty products and she wanted to partner with me and say, you know, I would love a celebrity endorsement. So she said, what kind of product could we come up with that would be like a signature for you? And I said, well, what can you make for me that will help with my feet when I wear these heels because I love my heels. But I'm getting to the point now, honey, my arch and, and, and my toes ain't having it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So yeah. she and I came up with a CBD infused, all organic, uh, shea butter, mango butter based cream called Minty Toes. And not only did it help with the pain of wearing heels, but it moisturized. It also helped with inflammation, you know, how your feet swell and things like that. And it became such a hit that people started using it on other parts of their bodies. And um, I've had the Social Butterflies uh, Lupus Foundation endorse it because a lot of their uh, patients use it for fibromyalgia and their pain inflammation. I've had a podiatrist here, Dr. Green, here in Atlanta endorse it for her patients, you know, as an alternative to the prescribed medications for pain in the feet. Um, I have a lot of first responders, a lot of teachers and nurses and firemen that use it because it works anywhere you have discomfort, pain, swelling, or inflammation, and it also moisturizes. I have friends who use it on their kids for eczema, you know, and it works on psoriasis. I have people that use it that are going through chemo. So it has just become a big hit, plus 10% of every sale goes to the National Lupus Foundation. Okay. Different variants. We've got the, you know, travel on the go, uh, roll on. You know, we've also got the small and the big and everything. So it's just become such a big seller for me that we're hoping to get it in stores very soon. Absolutely. Absolutely. And then what about Coco's Cravables? Hi, Coco's Cravables was uh, created during the pandemic when I was sitting in the house trying not to turn into precious. Um, <laughs> cooking <laughs> all this food, I won't eat all this food. So because I had done my research with CBD and I knew the benefits of it, I literally was like, I wonder what would happen if I made edibles out of CBD. And my girlfriend, one of my girlfriends, Vita, was my guinea pig and made some brownies for her. And she was like, holy crap, girl, like, this is amazing. Like, And next thing I know, I'm on Instagram Live talking about it. And the order started coming in. And that's mm -hmm. the Coco's Cravables was born, where they're CBD-infused uh, edibles that can come with or without THC. And um, I was doing everything, brownies, cupcakes, cookies, muffins, uh, Thanksgiving. I don't know how many sweet potato pies I made, pound mm -hmm. cakes. Um, I got into making gummies. People, people wanted gummies. Uh, we're working now on the formula for the lollipops. So, you know, it's just... You know, for those people that need a little something to take the edge off, and especially during the pandemic, I think we yeah. all did because mm -hmm. it was to a point that I was cooking so much. I lost weight because I couldn't imagine eating. Yeah. 
cooked so much. I mean, I was a baking fool. And all I did was take my grandmother's recipes, you know, because my grandmother's, you know, I had two Southern grandmothers who taught me how to cook for I could look over the stove, honey. So I knew how to make all those different pies. And I made a pineapple upside down cake for Michael Carr. Mm. I made cheesecakes for people and, I, and infusing it with CBD, you know. So, yeah, Cocos Cravables became a hit. And now on the road, I just take the gummies and the people love them because, you know, I've got the clean and I've got the dirty, you know. So people like, you know, the, the variety. Okay. Okay. And then what about Coco's Closet? Now, Coco's Closet, yeah, that it's like, it's okay, it started out as Coco in Coco's Closet where I was taking, people would always compliment me on clothes that I had worn either on TV shows or red carpet, yeah. whatever. And I would have these pieces. And once you're photographed in them, you can't wear them anymore. Mm. So I'm like, what do I do with these great pieces? Some of them being custom. And then I thought, ooh, maybe I could sell them at a discounted kind of consignment rate and donate the money to Wigs of Love, which is my nonprofit, which helps women who are benefiting, mm. who are suffering from lupus, and um, radiation had lost hair due to lupus chemo radiation. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, that was going good. And then what I did when they came out with the um, app Poshmark, it was just easier for me to do because now I can. you can go to Poshmark, you can buy it. And like I said, there are pieces on there. You know, I've got red bottoms on there. You know, I've got everything from red bottoms to, you know, Fashion Nova to, you know, custom made pieces. And these are pieces that I may have worn one or twice, once or twice, or never at all. I got sent a lot of stuff prior to the weight loss because I've lost some weight. They're too big for me. It's costing too much to alter them. So why not sell them? That jumpsuit right there, uh, that's a Monique C custom made jumpsuit. You know, that's sold, you know, and that suit, you know, for her to make is $1,200. I think I sold that suit for 80. So somebody mm. got that suit, you know, um, so and then once again, all the proceeds from that, all of the proceeds from that go to Wigs of Love. That's what funds the nonprofit so that we can continue to donate wigs and gift women with wigs and, you know, things that they need that are suffering from lupus. I was just going to ask you about that. So you answered my next question about oh, Wigs yeah. of Love. <laughs> That's perfect. Yeah, That's perfect. Yeah. Now, speaking of the pandemic and, you know, I guess everybody would want to know, how did you pivot Obviously, is this all the things you put in line that worked for you until things started to change? Because I know everybody was in shock for a minute because I didn't think, you know, at the first I was like, oh, it might last maybe a month or, you know, mm. so. And then we realized, oh, we are really in this. Mm. This is real. And I was just wondering, how did you pivot with your career, with your business, with everything that you had going on? How, how did you make that change and adjustment? And now I know you've got a lot more going on since yeah. then. Yeah. I mean, honestly, I just decided to utilize social media. We were stuck in the house and that's all we had to communicate with one another. So that's how I got hit to the Zooms and the stream yards, you know, mm -hmm. and really got into the Instagram lives, the Facebook lives, mm -hmm. you know, TikToks and all of that. Because at that point, that was the only way I was going to reach my market. Got it. Reach my consumer. Um, and, you know, I had the businesses, except for Cobra's Cravables, which was born during the pandemic, but mm -hmm. I had other businesses. Plus, I'm a stand-up comedian, and people were hiring me to do Zoom comedy shows and host Zoom and virtual events. Virtual events became my bread and butter outside of my businesses, which kept me on my toes. So when everything yes. opened back up, I wasn't rusty. 
Got it. Yep. Got it. I did, you know, and her and hosting virtual networking events and using. Yes. <laughs> Absolutely. That that's actually how we we met was exactly. on a virtual networking exactly. event with, with Rob B. Yes. Yep. And uh, you yep. know, it's it's amazing to know. You know, he he puts those on every week with mm-hmm. different celebrities that come on. You've been with us the longest, thank God. And I mean, I don't yeah, see how you I do it. I realize that you, I'm the one that's been there the whole time. Yes. And you take time, even if you're about to go on a show or you're in the car about to get in the Uber, we're like, oh my gosh, she really is like, hey guys, this is what I have going on. I just think that is amazing that you take the time to do that because you could say, you know what, I'm, I'm about to do a show. I'll, I'll talk to you guys tomorrow. But yeah. you take that time every time to get on, even if it's for 5, 10, 15 minutes. And then whenever you're at home, we really get the scoop. Yes, yes. So thank you because I mean you you are just so genuine, so genuine. Thank you. Yes. And I know that now with things opening up or even really it's been a while, I see you traveling and I saw mm-hmm. a post where sometimes when you're at the airport, you'll mm-hmm. you'll put on some John Col Coltrane. <laughs> And you'll just start going through the walkway and pretend that you're in an official Spike Lee movie. Seriously, that, you, you do that Seriously. for real? <laughs> I do. When I when I go like the certain airports, like Detroit, Chicago, any airport that has a moving walkway, I'm like, ooh, yes. so I get my headphones and I put on some Cold Train and I get on the moving walkway and I just, <laughs> I just throw it out like you know I'm in a Spike Lee movie. It's so funny, but that's my thing. It's like this okay. exciting thing for me. Okay. You seem very genuine on Facebook, although you have some hilarious stuff that you post of other people <laughs> on, on Instagram. But you seem very genuine. Like, you know, I look at your posts and like, you know, it's your son in the bed sleep or, you know, you're talking about, hey, I got this comedy show coming up. Or I saw where, you know, you were talking to another um, fellow um, celebrity about something going on. How do you... How 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 is it like in the business? Because I know that you deal with a lot of different people and respectfully said, I know everybody's not as genuine. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> what is the real deal with, you know, in the business? Can you like, You just have a little bit of everything. There's okay. a little bit of everything. I mean, there are people that I know that we are kindred spirits. Okay. And, okay. You know, when we get around each other, you know. Um, that Hollywood stuff is cool and all, and we might be famous and on TV, but when we get together, like, you know, for instance, like me, Sherry, and Kim Whitley, when yeah, we're talking yeah. to Ken, we're just mamas. We are just single mamas trying to make sure our kids are good. You know, we're hustlers. We share what's going on with each other. We talk to each other. We look out for each other. So, you know, that's a sisterhood. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Because we're all single moms. We all have that in common. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. and then there's certain people that I'm Hollywood friends with. Mm-hmm. You know, where when we're around, it's like every hair must be in place. And so, what do you have going on, mm-hmm. darling? Oh my God, that's one. Are you working with someone? Have you auditioned for? Someone? You know, then you have those. You know, and um, then you got your ones that are just like, mm, oh Lord, okay, let me fix my face because they're coming over here. You know, because you know they just think it's a two dollar bill. Mm-hmm. You know? I mean, so and, and that's just. I, that's life, you know. It's yeah, not the industry. Yeah, yeah it sounds like people. <laughs> right. It's, it's, it's just the industry itself, you know, that mm-hmm. um, you have different kinds of people who take this fame in different ways. Mm-hmm. You know, there are mm-hmm. certain people, like, there are people who think I'm crazy when I go on Instagram Live with no makeup on. They think it's insane that I should never let my fans see me not together. 
But I'm like, I'm a mama. And sometimes, honey, I ain't going to have it all together. And I, if I feel compelled to share something at that moment, I'm not going to care whether I have my lashes on. Yeah. Um, you know, they. I think if you would go through, you know, through my Instagram, you're going to see me in every stage of fame and motherhood. Okay. <laughs> you know, I but, agree. You know, um, but then there are others who love my transparency. Yeah. You know, who are just like, oh my God, she's how many people slide in my DM or are in my comments? Oh my God, you're me. I'm you. Oh, I can relate. Oh, I, you remind me so much of myself. So, I mean, and that makes me proud too, because it's like, you know, I'd rather you be able to relate to me than, you know, hold me up on this pedestal. So if I fall now, I've let you yeah. And yeah. this, you know I'm human. You know, you know I'm human. And I'd rather be human than some kind of fantasy and be walking around on eggshells thinking I'm gonna let you down. Absolutely. I saw when you cut your hair. Mm-hmm. When you and I just I saw that and I thought that is so awesome. You actually looked lighter when you cut your hair. You still do you look like you like released some some weight. Yes. Or things things that you needed to get rid of for years. When you cut your hair, I was like, this is beautiful. And you actually took us through that that journey. I thought that was so awesome. I don't yes. know if you felt that way or if you no, feel I that totally way. Totally did. Totally did. I yeah. I kept when we when, you know, I kept saying, you know, I always do kind of a meditation prayer, kind of like just me and God, especially when the new year's about to happen. And it's not about resolutions. It's just I'm trying to listen to the ancestors and, and, and God and the spirits to tell me what is my journey, what is my path, what am I supposed to do and be better at or leave in this past year or whatever. I just go into this like little zone where I listen and everything kept coming back to my hair. Mm-hmm. I don't know what it was. It kept coming back to release the hair, release mm-hmm. the hair. And I said, was it stop wearing wigs? Is it whatever? But then it was like, you know, I had all this hair under these wigs, but the hair was damaged. It was dead. It wasn't healthy. And I said, oh, my God, I'm so adamant about having hair that I'm keeping this dead hair on my head. And it's a weight. It's, it's, it's just it's not, mm, you know, mm-hmm. every part of you feeds you. And I'm like, mm-hmm. I got all this dead hair. So it was very spiritual for me when I chopped off my hair. And you're right. I felt so free. I felt like I had taken, like stuff just released from me. And when they say sometimes when you lose weight, it ain't got nothing to do with that scale. That's right. You That's know? right. Oh, yeah. And it's like, and I just feel so free right now. And I had people ask me like, girl, when you going to start wearing them wigs again? I said, oh, I got some beautiful units upstairs, honey. And they'll get more when I get uh, casted in something. But right now, honey, I'm loving all it. I'm loving this. Okay. You look beautiful. You Thank really do. You. Thank you. It's just yes, yes. and I feel like a grown woman. I feel like I'm evolving into, you know, Farrah. You know, this is getting Farrah back. This is part of the journey. Awesome. Someone came across the screen and said, that's a word. Meaning like everything you said, that's a word. I'm like, it is. It really is. Uh, my podcast producer, I actually interviewed her this year. And one of the things that she talked about was she loves to swim. Mm-hmm. And she started back on this track of swimming every morning at like five or six in the morning. Mm-hmm. And she said, I don't know what it is about the water. She has a connection to the water. But when she gets in that pool and gets going with those laps, it's like she just feels a connection. Mm-hmm. And I thought about that when you were saying, you know, what you said. And I'm like, mm-hmm. you know, I think 
everybody has to have something to connect to. And I'm not saying that, you know, that that it's the same for every person, but I, I relate mm-hmm. to her when she said that. Mm-hmm. Because she said, you know, I love the water. It's something about mm-hmm. the water for me. Water is very and, healing. Water is very good. I don't know what it is. I can't say that for the pool, but yeah. I have to go to a beach. If I don't mm-hmm. go last year, not being able to go to a beach and be in that water was, yeah. uh, you know, it was a, it was, it was, it was hard because yeah. I mean, for me, that salt water, you know, I had the opportunity to go to the Seychelles and swim mm-hmm. in the Indian Ocean, which has healing powers, they say, because it has the highest salt content of any ocean on the earth. Mm-hmm. And it was just, it was like purifying, you know, being in that, that ocean, that water. And it's like, whenever I go to the beach, that's what I'm doing. I'm in that water. My friend always laughs at me. And he's like, you're just trying to get them spirits, them dudes you don't like no more off of you. I said, yeah. <laughs> So, yeah, I I get it when your producer says that, you know, the water is very healing. And, you know, and I think my son has that same feeling because when we go to the beaches, you know, he just loves just being in the water and I'll catch him just like in the water, just, you know, just taking it all in. And then, you know, we always say when we get out there and it's like quiet, we talk to God. So, you know, he's like, mommy, you got to go talk to God. I was like, yep, you come with me. He goes, yeah, I'm going to talk to God too. And we just get in the water and we just let the waves hit us and we just, we talk to God. I think that's something that we need to do more, period, is talk to God. I had to reset over the pandemic and say, okay. (laughs) And, you know, it wasn't just about business. It was about personal. And, you know, somebody said, well, I think God is trying saying that. I I don't claim to say what God is is telling anybody, but I will say this, he definitely has my attention. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, no, I believe God gave us a reset button with this pandemic. I really mm-hmm. do. Mm-hmm. I think he was saying beyond a shadow of a doubt, sit your tails down. Mm-hmm. And what you did with that time is between you and your God. But yes. I believe in my heart, you shut the whole world down. Yes. Like you can say man-made and all of that. But sometimes it's a little bit deeper than that. And I feel like, gosh, you know, but, you know, we coming out of it and you really starting to see the craziness of people and the craziness of things that's going on. But um, mm-hmm. if, if, if anything, I hope it helped a lot of people become more compassionate. Yes. You know, we see so much non-compassion. Yes. That's a good way to put it. Lack of empathy for fellow mm-hmm. men. So I hope mm-hmm. that some people got a change in that because you were able to see the fro- you know, the frailty of human yeah. life. You know what I'm saying? And anywhere. But yeah, some people didn't wake up and it's okay. He'll give them another reset button, but you know. Yeah, yeah. I definitely have had to reset. I feel better about it. You know, at first I think everybody was in shock about the pandemic and, you know, because it was like we are really in this. But over time it was like, you know, you said everybody, if they chose to listen you know, God said, said some things and mm-hmm. it was for you to pay attention or not. And I'm definitely paid attention. And I said, you have my attention. You might not have had it before, but you have it now. And thank you for the reset button. Exactly. I needed that. Yep. I needed that. Yeah, uh, I, needed it. I needed it more emotionally and spiritually more than anything. Physically, mm-hmm. I worked my tail off during the pandemic. I mean, yeah. when people were resting, collecting them checks, honey, I was hustling on 3000 so, but I think spiritually and emotionally, yes, 
it was a, it was a, a reset for me because mm-hmm. I know I came out of it with a different mindset and a different feeling in my spirit, you know? And I believe that that's, I'm speaking just for you. I believe that that's why you've been able to move as you have been now coming out of it because you have a lot going on. I mean, mm-hmm. it's like everything is in high gear. It's to 800, it really yeah. is. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. No warning. Like, it was like, you know, like, oh, wait, whoa, shoot. I mean, I literally had to hire a nanny and an assistant like so fast because everything just went from zero to 800. Yes, yes. And, you know, you said about, you know, God shut the whole world down. We used to sing this song. Um, the kids still sing it that God has the whole world in his hands and you say it, but you don't really see it. But we mm-hmm. saw he has the whole world in his hands because uh-huh. he shut everything down. <laughs> As you said, the whole world. he was like, the whole. Oh, <laughs> that was it, you know? Yeah. So we had, we had to sit down and see each other for who we truly were. Oh yeah. Without, without yeah. the building. Yes. We, everybody, I mean, even the churches, because, you know, there was no building to go to, you know, well, it was a building, but you couldn't go in it. Exactly. So, we, so we were stripped of the building, stri- mm-hmm. uh, you know, for the most part, you know, and all of the singing and all that, it was like, okay, we got to get on this Zoom mm-hmm. or catch it on television and, and really okay. listen to the word. Zoom just ain't the same, honey. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. It's not. It's not the same. I don't care. Hey, I don't care. I don't care how you try to slice it. Church is not the same on Zoom. It's not. Mm-mm. Of course <laughs> not. And I was I was church zooming, honey. I was church hopping my tail off. I think I went to everybody church doing a prayer. <laughs> yeah. Why not? You could. For real, I was going to everybody's church. You name somebody that's a pastor, I was at their church at some point via Zoom. Yes, yes, absolutely. I agree. And, um, you know, I I still think that we are in a transition phase and I'm just waiting to see if the world is going to get better, because, as you said, it's a lot that's still going on. And um, yeah, it's it's scary hmm. because I I hate to sound so, (laughs) you know, uh, Negro spiritual, but all I can keep hearing is my grandmother's words. We in the last days, baby. I hope you got your soul right. <laughs> yeah. If my grandma used to be in that that chair shucking them peas, honey, shucking them butter beans, and said, "Baby, we in the last days. I hope you got that soul right, honey. You make sure you good and help, good yeah. and help." She's, yeah. I'm like, you know, 13, 14, like, grandma, everybody dying tomorrow, you know. But it's like I hear that so much now, and I know that sounds so cliche, but no. it's stuff happening in this world that are just absurd. Yeah. Like when you're like, huh, what? Like what human being? Like it's some sick folk out here. It's some, and, and I'm just not saying that in, a, in an insulting way. I'm saying that in a compassionate way. Like there's some really broken folk out here that that can be fixed, you know. And we're dealing with it. And like you know, it, it, it's so much. I had to stop watching the news so much because it was yes. affecting me. I'm an empath, which means that. I can be around you and you not say a word, but I can feel your energy if you're hurting, if mm-hmm. you're scared, you know, I, I can. So, so mm-hmm. me watching stuff like that and taking it in, it was affecting me so much. And I said, I have to take a break from that because it's so much going on and that's just absurd right now. And it's like, 
all people care about is how many followers they got on social media. Yes. Yes. You up here to think that the reason we were able to convict that man for killing George Floyd is because somebody wanted to go viral. Mm. And and as much as I hate it, thank God. Thank God. Like, press record. But that's that's the state we're in now. If it can benefit me, I'm not going to stick myself out there. Yeah. You know, and it's that's the world we live in now. And, you know, when you actually care about people, you know, they look at you like, what are they doing for you? Why do they have to do something for me? Can I just care about my fellow man? You know? So, yeah, it's it's a lot right now taking in. You're just seeing, you know, it's way more narcissist in this world than we like to admit. It is. It is. And, and some of them are in or have been in leadership positions. So. That's all I, I know, I know, I know. I want to acknowledge uh, Latreva said spiritual warfare is real. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes. Yes. Lack, of, lack of trust and compassion. She just chimed in again. Yes. Um, yeah. Uh, Charmaine Santos had chimed in again. I just want to, you know, acknowledge those that, you know, come across the screen. So thank you guys. Um, you know, it, it's different, but I am thankful that I'm on the right side. Mm-hmm. Doesn't mean I'm perfect. Doesn't mean I'm perfect. Exactly. I, I would never say that. But, um, you know, it, it definitely has been a reset. Pe- people all think someone wants something. Absolutely. Yes. Especially in this age. I mean, when you just do something nice for someone, I've literally mm-hmm. been said, like, okay, what am I owe you for this? Uh, well, I just wanted to make sure you and your kids had some food in the house. I'm going to need you to remember that when I sent you that box. And you sent me that text and said, "Do I? What, is this? A, yes, it was all for you. It was all for you." There she was sent me a trough. <laughs> it was this. It, I can't even show it on the screen. She sent me a trough of sanitary napkins, which I love because I'll be I'll have enough sanitary napkins to like go into menopause, honey. <laughs> and, but I did when I got it. I thought you were sending it to me to donate, you know, or something because I do a lot of work with Hope's House. No, I'm you know, sending you some though. I have a box ready down there to the ladies, young ladies in the shelter, and you're mm-hmm. like, "They for you," and I'm like, "Oh, for real?" <laughs> you know? so, yes. I'm always thinking of how I can bless others, and you I appreciate know, that. And I appreciate that. Me sometimes about that, she goes, "Can you just keep a blessing to yourself for once?" I'm like, "I'm sorry," because she's overheard me, you know, throwing somebody a gig or giving somebody a connect or whatever, and she's like, "Would it kill you to keep a blessing to yourself?" And I said, "My, I just, I, it's just natural to me." So mm-hmm. I mean, like I said when I opened the box up, I just immediately thought, "Oh, she must have sent me just to donate." <laughs> no, no, but but the box for you to donate will be in the mail by Saturday. Okay, good. Because I got to go to Hope's house. I'm taking them a bunch of clothes and purses. You know, Hope's house is for domestic violence survivors, and okay. Children. Okay. it's like a transitional house for women who've gotten out of those situations. And a lot of times, they've left with nothing but the clothes on their back. So mm-hmm. I go out there and, you know, take the clothes and purses and shoes and stuff, you know, to get these women back on their feet, to get them back out there, you know. Absolutely. And I think feminine care is the perfect thing to give them because if they yes. are just getting out of something and trying to leave with the clothes on their back, they're not thinking Absolutely. about feminine care. Absolutely. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, we're going to take a quick break and then we'll be right back with Ms. Coco Brown. 
Hey, what's up, y'all? It's your girl, comedian, actress, Coca Brown. And I got to give a huge shout out to my girl, Dr. Stephanie Fenney, because she put me on. What? To the Jewel Sanitary Napkin. These babies are amazing. Not only are they good to me, they're good for me. Not only do they help with absorption, moisture control, and protection, because yes, sometimes I like to wear white, but these babies also have a great ingredient called graphene that helps with cramps. Huh? Are you kidding me? So you're telling me that I'm protected and I can control my moods a little bit? I love it. So please make sure you hit up my girl, Dr. Stephanie Finney. They have a variety of sizes for every kind of flow, whether it's heavy, light, overnight, she got you. So make sure you hit up my girl, Dr. Stephanie Finney, and get you some jewel sanitary napkins today. I strongly endorse these, honey, especially if you like me. You need all the help you can get for that time of the month. All right? <laughs> Welcome back to The Recipe with mom, business owner, author, writer, producer, actress, and comedian, Miss Coco Brown. Hey. <laughs> Did you see your clip? I loved it. I was laughing because I said, ooh, that's when I had brown hair. Maybe I should dye my hair. Look, my butt all looking at the hair like, I should dye my hair back that color. Like, okay. <laughs> yeah. Yes, yes, yes. I'm sorry. Baby, I can't talk right now. What's up? Yes, you may, my love. You're so welcome, honey. Okay. Mama duties never stop. Never stop. Never stop. That's awesome. That is awesome. Okay. So I'm sure that, you know, some people want to go into movies and delve a little bit into that. So we'll talk a little bit about that, but I still have some questions, just some general questions. So um, what was it like to work with those that were um, connected to the single moms club? Oh, that was that was great. I mean, first of all, I got to give shout out to, you know, the great Tyler Perry. This man is such a, a trailblazer, innovator, you know, been working, you know, under him for six years. If I didn't learn anything, honey, is that, you know, create your own. Do you impeccable work ethic in the process? Um, And, you know, working with him. It was amazing. I had just had my son. When he first approached me about Single Moms Club, I was shooting the second season of For Better or Worse. I was eight months pregnant with my son, who's like oh. a child. Okay. And he literally came to me one day on set and said, Coco, how long going to take you to heal after you had that baby? <laughs> and I said, huh? <laughs> I said, well, it's my first kid. I don't know. You know, I said, eight weeks? He said, okay. Literally, when my son was about six months old, I get a call from my agent saying, uh, Apparently, there's been this movie written for you by Tyler Perry called Single Moms Club. And uh, what's up? And I'm like, what? So it was it was great. So I was just, you know, given this role. It was amazing working with Nia Long, who I admired forever. Eddie Smart, Wendy McClendon Covey, meeting Zula Hineo. Um, I mean, come on. Terry Crews. I mean, we, yes. it, it, we had so much fun shooting that movie. You know, it looked like that. It looked like you had a lot of fun. <laughs> that whole scene with me and Terry by the truck, that was all improv. Really? We just cut up. He said, Tyler said, just go. We was like, all right. And mind you, it was like 22 degrees outside. That's why Terry's nose was running. And I'm like, don't be pissing me like that. You know, um, it was but it was so much fun. It was so much fun. <laughs> I love Wendy McClendon Covey. She oh, um she, she is hilarious and blended and there were scenes in the movie that we because <laughs> he knew that we were both, you know, comics in terms of that community. Okay. So like there were scenes that, you know, in the movie between me and her that were improv as well. Okay. That's what I love okay. about TP. TP doesn't 
miss an opportunity to let people be created and bring their best to the project. I give him props for that. Some people want you to stick so straight to the script, no matter what, where TP will be like, you know, why don't y'all show me what y'all got? Okay. You know, so. Okay. Okay. Um, I was looking through your profile uh, and I, I thought I saw this. Um, were you in an episode of The Young and the Restless? Yes. I was woman number four. <laughs> that was when I was very young. And I, I had just moved to L.A. That was one of my first roles that I had gotten moving to L.A. You know, where my first roles where you didn't get a name yet. You got woman number four, you know, waitress number three. <laughs> got it. Got it. Well, I just thought that was interesting because I never knew. And I had to go back and, you know, look at the episode and I, I didn't get through it yet. And I said, I got to go back and watch it because I have a lot of people that love soap operas still to this yeah. day. I'm not a soap opera fan, I but I used to love. Opera. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I, you I know, my grandmother's love. favorite show was Young and the Restless, you know. Okay. And, yep. I remember being a little girl and she'd be in the kitchen cooking. Baby, tell me what Victor Newman doing. Okay, my grandma, he didn't, you know, I, I, that's how I grew up. You know, then yep. my mom is still her favorite show. To this day, my mother watches her stories. So to end up getting my first role in LA and it be my grandma and my mom's favorite soap opera, that was like, you know, priceless. Okay, okay. So what about being involved with Cedric the Entertainer and mm -hmm. Tashina Arnold on The Neighborhood. And you were also in Soul Man mm -hmm. with him. Mm -hmm. So yeah, what? how was that experience? I have so much love for Cedric the Entertainer. It's like the, that man's character mm. is just insurmountable. And I say that because one of the very first big comedy tours I ever went on was with Cedric the Entertainer when he was doing okay. Cedric the Entertainer Presents where he okay. was hosting a show where he took four to five new comedians out to give them a platform to debut them to the world, which was okay. totally awesome. Like nobody was doing that. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. It was all about them. So to take his platform and take comics that he thought were funny and give them a platform in front of his audience was awesome. And I remember, you know, him telling me that, you know, you just have such a natural acting ability. I get something. I'm going to put you in it. And I was like, yeah, 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 whatever, man. And then he got Soul Man. And who got a call? And then when he got Neighborhood, mm -hmm. who got a call? So the fact that this man has kept his word and, yeah. you know, has somehow put me, and not just I'm walking by, like I've got a role, you know, yeah. that people remember. Like on Soul Man, everybody remembered Marshawn. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Now, you know, on Neighborhood, everybody with pink ladies, you know, so... I love, you know, I love him for keeping his word, you know, and being such a man of character and integrity like that, but also giving me roles that actually stand out and mean something. You know what I'm saying? People could definitely put you in the background, but he, you know, made sure that I had roles that people remember that were, you know, memorable and, you know, iconic. So I'm, I'm happy for that. Okay. But Tashina, so, too. I haven't had any, yeah. I haven't had any scenes with Tashina. I was um, just going to ask you that. That was, yeah, Tashina. I, I had it, but, you know, on set, she's cool as all outdoors. Okay. 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 Because every time I think of her, I think of her in uh, Martin Lawrence and Tisha Campbell, you know, Martin. Yep. And uh, I, I love seeing her on The Neighborhood. Pam. Yes, Pam. Yeah, Pam. Um, and I love seeing them on The Neighborhood because that's a family show. Like I can sit down mm -hmm. with, with my kids and watch and, you know, just being honest, you know, there was a time per the previous administration that I couldn't let my children sit in front of the TV because the person that was 
in charge might say a, a curse word or something and I didn't want to have to deal with that. So it's nice to be able to have these family shows where I can sit my kids in front of the TV and we can watch things as a, things as, as a family. So the, the neighborhood is one of those shows yeah. where everybody can sit and watch and enjoy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Great show. Yeah. Now what, what what is it like balancing you know being a mother and a comedian and an actress i i just can't i can't imagine with all the hats that you juggle to be honest with you dr finney i i can't think about it because if i do i will lose my natural born mind <laughs> i just have to i seriously because every time i begin to think about all that i've got going on it becomes so overwhelming i feel like one of those cartoons where the head explodes so it's like i can't so okay. i just stay focused on the prize and do what I got to do. You know, when I read, when I need to rest, I try my best to rest. When I hustle, I hustle, you know, when it's mommy time, I shut the world off. It's all about yeah. him. You know, I just, um, I can't focus on it too much. Cause if I do, I'd be like, I'll go crazy, you know, but mm-hmm. I- I'm grateful for my village. You know, I've just had a great village throughout this journey, you know, especially, you know, being married and then becoming a single mom, a divorced mom, whatever. You know, I just throughout each chapter, I've had a great village that has just always been put in place. That's why I know there's a God, because every chapter that I've embarked in, there's always been people in place that had my back, you know, so that's what I'm grateful for. What's the one thing you wish you had known before you began your career? Um, that until you get the right person to embrace you, uh, there is a cap on your level. Mm. You know, I just went into this business so wide-eyed and bushy-tailed that if you did the work and you got standing ovations and you were funny and you were professional and easy to work with and built your credits and, you know, did the work and, you know, you'd make it, you 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 can do all of that, but until the right person with the right amount of power knights you, you know, don't get me wrong. You know, I tell people, and it's the name of my book and my one hour special. I'm famous enough. Amen. You know what I'm saying? Because at this point I know to get to that, you know, it's going to take somebody of some major power and pull to say, mm-hmm. okay, we're going to take Coca Brown now. But until that happens, I'm going to work and I'm going to be successful. I'm going to provide for my kid, but you'll never get that, you know, which I'm kind of grateful for. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. I can still go to the grocery store with my kid. Yes. And I've got some friends that I came up with in the game with who are now mega stars and they cannot go to the store. Mm-hmm. So, you know, so that's why, you know, I'm famous enough. You sound like um, a little, a little bit like what's her name? The one that played in, um, with 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 Lucius Lyons, Empire. Okay, you're talking about uh, Taraji P. Henson. Taraji P. She mentioned that before she got that role, you know, people said, "Oh, you know, oh, you played in this movie with Brad Pitt, you know, uh, Benjamin Button. You played mm-hmm. in that. Oh, you made it. You made it." And she just was like, "Yeah, right." You know, she's like, "I'm glad. I'm glad I didn't believe the hype." No, when she came. But but when she came into that role, when she came into the role of Cookie. That's what changed. That's what took her over the the, the thing. And that's why I know that I haven't gotten that role yet. And who knows? I may never get that role. 
You know, I still may be able to still go to the grocery store in 10 years or 20 years. I don't know. And it may change because it takes one role to yes. do that. You know, but I hear that too. Like, oh, girl, you on 911 with Angela Bassett. You done made it. Okay. Oh, girl, you did single mom club with Tyler Perry. You done made it. Okay. <laughs> you know, they don't, you know, people from the outside. And sometimes you do have to drink your own Kool-Aid and look at yourself through the eyes of the people looking in because you got to hype yourself up because if you really get, let it get into your head that you're doing all this work and you're putting in all this work making all this sacrifice and it's like you're just on this treadmill like okay i just i can't elevate i can't elevate it will drive you crazy so sometimes mm -hmm. you have to step back and look at yourself through the eyes of a fan and say okay i'm good i'm good i'm famous enough you know? amen Mm -hmm. I'm famous. I'm famous enough. I can't wait for the book to come out. <laughs> yeah, I'm excited. I mean, it took. It, it was a labor of love, honey. But the purge was real. It was great. Mm. I've I've heard that in writing a book, uh, especially about yourself. I've heard it can be mm -hmm. a yeah. mental purge. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I tell people all the time that people in my life that I don't talk to anymore that I've known my whole life because they don't know who I am now. And when I talk to them, they keep trying to pull me back to where I was. And I'm like, hey, that's not who I am anymore. Sorry. No, leave it in the past. That's the only thing, you know. The, it's it's the past, you know, I love you to death, but that to stay away from me now. <laughs> yes, yes, that's right. Yep. <laughs> well, do you have any projects on the horizon? Uh, right now, uh, we just completed um, season four of 911. My okay. episode will actually, my, my few episodes are going to be airing back to back starting this Monday. You'll be able to see Carla Price back. So, okay. 911, make sure you check out this Monday and next Monday. Um, also, Never Have I Ever on Netflix. Season two is coming very soon. And you guys can check me out. And the new 50 Cent executive produced show, Black Mafia Family, is going to be debuting on Stars in the summer. Um, and a couple of movies I've done, I don't have release dates yet. But um, yeah, so in the meantime, I'm touring all over doing stand up. Yeah. You can go to my website, Coca Brown, the number four, life.com, and check out where I'm going to be. And on June 17th, during the Tribeca Film Festival, I will be shooting my one hour Netflix special, I'm Famous Enough at the Spring Theater in Manhattan. <laughs> awesome, congratulations. Thank you so much, thank you. Okay, are there any other areas where listeners can connect with you online? Or I know you gave your website in some other Absolutely. areas. Absolutely, if they go to my website, every link to every social media platform I'm on is there. There are also links to Coca's Cravables and the Coca Brown Collection, as well as From Stage to Screen, which is my acting workshops and personal coaching that I do. Um, yeah, everything Coca Brown is on Coca Brown, the number four life.com. So that's C O C O A Brown, the number four life.com. Okay. All right. Well, thank you so much, Coco Brown, mom, business owner, actress, writer, comedian, for taking time out of your busy schedule to Absolutely. connect on the recipe. Thank you, Dr. Fanny, girl. You keep me pleasant during that time of the month. <laughs> I'm glad I do. I'm glad I do. <laughs> I can say the same about myself and my husband is much appreciative right, exactly. that, that I'm pleasant. Exactly. exactly. <laughs> All right, everybody. Before I go, um, if you're on Instagram, please connect my IG live at 9 p.m. as I top off the night with the final serving of health and wellness in the area of, fem of health, feminine health care. 
And for any men out there listening, please do not shy away from this topic because if you have important women in your life, you also need to know about this information. Well, that's it for me. Again, I hope you enjoyed this segment of The Recipe with Coco Brown. And now I'm going to allow singer, songwriter, television personality, and founding member of Sisters with Voices, Lily from SWV, to provide her endorsement of Rain, previously known as Jewel Feminine Care. See you next time on The Recipe as I bring you all of the ingredients for living your best life. Thanks so much. And the packaging, it says Jewel on it. And she sent me so many different, I mean, this for moderate flow, heavy flow. Hold on. And this was my favorite. <laughs> that is my favorite. That is my favorite. <laughs> I can always appreciate an overnight. But what really, what I was really impressed by was the, the the length, how long it was. And how and it's not as thick. If, if you guys still get that, those lovely friends, sometimes that thing could just be out of control and never do what you asked it to do. It'd be <laughs> all over the place. But honestly, like I had absolutely no problems at all. And I, I just want to say thank you, and I appreciate this product so good because a lot of people, you know, they, they want to send you stuff, and it's like, okay, you know, you want to believe in everybody, but everybody's product is not a good product, especially something when it comes to feminine hygiene and sanitary this and sanitary. You got to be very careful because sometimes, you know, uh, whatever, is, whatever the stuff is made with, it don't always agree with your body chemistry but i had absolutely no problems and i wouldn't even say this if i didn't mean it i gave my the, the girls in my podcast they use it my my other my podcast member she don't even use sanitary napkins she's like a tampon girl mm -hmm. but she really appreciated this and i thought you know I have to tell you this. I couldn't wait to get on here to tell you this. So for everybody that's on here that's still going through them, getting those monthly visitors, please support Dr. Finney's business. I tried it myself and I and I loved it. Wow. Thank you.